Welcome to the fucking show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Only Bruins. I am one half of your host. <clears throat> Jesus, I think I lost my voice from last night. We'll get into that. <laughs> I'm one half of your host. <clears throat> Downtown Boosty. This episode is brought to you by the one and only Primetime Productions. What up? What up? Um, if you haven't checked out the website yet, do so now. Uh, you won't regret it. Yeah, go to primetimeproductions.net. A lot of great articles out there. My co-host pumped out a few today or like within the last 24 hours. Uh, talking about Marshy being the captain. Uh, what was your latest one, Beecher? No, the Prospect Challenge. Beecher's, prospect Challenge. Be- Beecher will probably be out tomorrow by the time, like after everyone listens to this pod. So great. So we got... Three articles you guys can read there. We got others pump, pumping out articles. I mean, even even our third guy, fucking Bobby, he put out a oh. giant, <laughs> a giant. Dude, uh, that, that article, that was, that was holy, it was a ride. I read it last <laughs> night, really stoned, and I was like, "Is this a story? Is there chapters to this?" I was like, "Holy shit!" The way it started out, great old article from Bobby. Uh, kind of had to do with Mon or Monday. Thursday night football tonight because the Giants play uh, Sam Fran. So we wanted to make sure to get that one out. But I think he said he's going to be trying to do one every week for the Giants. I know there's probably not a lot of Giants fans listening, but good content from Bobby. Doesn't matter what team you fucking like. Yeah, I mean, we got some some football ones coming out. We have uh, some NBA ones coming. They'll be coming out. Tommy's been smashing the Red Sox ones. Yeah, Red Sox ones, which are starting to get depressing because Red Sox not only lost 15 to 5 the other day, but it eliminated them from playoff contention. Dude, I saw something online, though, that like the chances of them getting the first overall pick is like 90% or some shit. Jesus. Well, yeah. So this might be by design. (laughs) There's at least two other teams that are below them. Yeah, it's I I don't know. It was like one of those mock simulation things. I saw a couple people posting them, and they had the Red Sox at number one. Like I saw it like three different times on Twitter the day after, or might have been the night they lost fifteen to five. Could have been. I mean, maybe was that to the Jays? They've been losing a lot lately. Uh, I think it was no Rangers. Oh, Rangers! Yeah, Texas Rangers. Um. Oh God, no! There's not even a chance. We we won't even come close to the. We'll have a pretty good pick, but. Well, then why do I keep seeing this fucking thing post around? Three, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven or twelve teams that are worse than us. So, is it a lottery like the NHL? No, no. Oh, it's, it's not a weird. draft lottery. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. Okay. At least. 
Okay. Well, I so, don't know why these people are posting around. Maybe they were just memeing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Could have been. But, yeah, a lot of great articles coming out. Uh, it, also, if you're listening, you've ever thought about maybe you want to write about the Bruins, maybe you want to write about the NHL or any kind of hockey, I mean, uh, there's plenty of opportunities there. Even if you're a fan of other sports and you want to write about your favorite team in football, basketball, baseball, whatever, uh, all major sports, uh, just go to primetimeproductions.net and hit the uh, what, what is it? What's the button right there that I'm trying to freaking think of? Holy shit. contact us, yeah, contact us. The contact us there in the top right that you'll see. I'm going to the website real quick, yeah, contact us, fill it out, we'll get back to you ASAP, and uh, yeah, so but. It, the content's starting to come, which is great because mm-hmm. everything's starting to ramp up for the NHL season. I mean, today was the first on ice, um, first on ice training camp for the Boston Bruins. They had off ice testing yesterday, Wednesday, as you're listening, Friday, bright and early, baby. And uh, it's, I'm, I'm fucking, I mean, with all the news. With all the news that came out Wednesday, well, not with all the news, but with Marshy and then the jerseys being dropped this week or this past weekend, mm-hmm. it has me really fucking fired up for mm-hmm. the season now. Like, I was like, all right, this I'm starting like this is dragging along. It's been far too long. Now it's like here. And I mean, the first preseason game Sunday against the Rangers, a home yeah. game. Five o'clock too. Five o'clock. What a start time, huh? But yeah, I, I can't. I I just can't believe. It. I'm going to a fucking game next week. Like I can't believe it. I, yeah. How are you feeling? I, I mean, did did Wednesday's news or like the most recent news between the Centennial jerseys and the Marshy news get you more fired up? I mean, fuck, you got to watch some uh, Prospect Challenge the other day too, which we'll obviously get into it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the night that the jerseys dropped, I was at the Prospect Challenge. So I, I've been on since Saturday, like just l- like, you know, ready to go. Hockey's back. I fucking love it. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk prospects later. Um, the jerseys. Wow. What what an unbelievable event that the Bruins put on for that. We might not all agree on how many stripes the jerseys have, but I, <laughs> I think I think we can agree that those some pretty sharp jerseys the Bruins are going to be wearing this year, especially seeing them all in a uniform today. Like I saw the socks separately and I was like, oh, my God, what are they doing? But once you see the full get up together, the players in it, you it know, does the, look better. Yeah, the the white numbers with the gold really pops. Um, the white C on the front of Marshy's jersey looks fucking sick. I thought that was dope. I thought it was a little too big. The biggest I, fucking I, I C do, in the league, baby. I, I do, I do like the uh, the white C though. It does. Mm-hmm. Look it looks good. But wait, it, so on on the white jerseys, is it going to be black or gold? Probably, Probably black, black. Right? yeah, because the jer- the numbers are black on the white ones, I think. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, like I know you. I was talking. It's so funny. I was talking to Ange today, and he he feels the same way you do about the thirds. He's like, I like them, but like they kind of look like a Canadian tire, like ripoff jersey with like <laughs> some of the stripes and stuff they added. And I was like, Yeah, I guess so. Shout out our boy Ange. Um, man. but like, 
let's be serious. These jerseys are nice. They're going to look so fucking sharp on the ice. Um, from what I heard, it was kind of a scramble midsummer because the Bruins wanted to put out like eras of jerseys and wear like six different like generations of jerseys for the six original teams and the six Stanley Cups the Bruins have. Jesus. But then, it, yeah, kind of like went in a different direction. The merch is unbelievable. Oh my God. Some of the hats and pullovers and uh, sweaters. No, the, mer- and the merch stuff. is great. I will say oh, that. Yeah. 47 brand never misses, man. Never, never misses. Yeah. Never. So other than that, like like you said, training camp starting. So it just it 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 feels like it's fall. You can taste the fall in the air. Mel, you sicko. That can we talk about this for a second? Mel's drinking pumpkin beers on the beach in Carolina. That, yeah, that, what probably 90 degree weather, dude, degree weather, right? Like I think we need I think we need to come up with the fucking primetime production fund, like a like a, a like a what's it called? a, a fine fund. You know, yeah. for like doing shit like that, because like that deserves a fine, a hundred percent. Like this guy should be drinking Coronas. Yeah, <laughs> who drinks, yeah, who's drinking fall beer on the beach? I mean, fuck, you're on vacation. I think that's worse than drinking it before Labor Day. I honestly think that's worse. Yeah. Somehow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So, but no, yeah, that's a tough look though. Yeah. But other than that, I'm excited. Hockey's back. It actually feels like hockey's back. Like I said, falls in the air here. Um, nights are a little cooler. The days are getting a little shorter, but we all know that means that our favorite sport is back. So I couldn't be happier. Um, we'll get into training camp stuff a little later because I think there's some really surprising things we saw today. But if you look at it from Monty's point of view, I really understood why he was doing that. But yeah, I, I, I at first I didn't love the jerseys, but I think. I think they've really grown on me and especially seeing like the full kit with the pants and gloves and stuff. It just, it's going to be a great year for the Bruins. So for, for me, as far as the Centennial jerseys, that third one, yeah, man, it just like, like you were talking, it really doesn't move the needle for me, but I feel like it's, I, I feel like once I see it in person, I, I'm just going to love it. Cause I saw B's memes got one of those too. And it seemed like he loved his, uh, mm-hmm. I, a lot of people who, a lot of other people <laughs> I saw just random people on Twitter. Yeah, like RA Marina. A oh, couple yes. people got them. I think they were gifted today because P Blackburn had had them too. They all posted pitch. I think it was like a social media uh blitz. Yeah. Yeah. So all the, like, close people. Yeah, would have been would have been dope. Uh we were actually supposed to have Marina on tonight and it would have mm-hmm. been nice to talk about the uh, centennial because she was at the uh drop merch thing or not drop thing but no, what was it called the takeaway bruins i don't even know it was called something like that she, yeah she was there with her husband so it would have mm-hmm. been cool to um hear about that experience and how it was because it looked sick it, did you, you see peep to... blackburn's tweet on her on her tweet with her uh, baby wearing the jersey no he was like, can I have it when she grows out of it? <laughs> That's hilarious. He's, he just owned, he's just owning the short king. That's oh, great. Dying. That's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah. I, didn't see I did see that tweet that she put out, though, which was fucking adorable. That was it. Oh, it was amazing. But yeah, so um, I was curious to hear about that, but um, didn't work out. She had a last minute work thing pop up so 
we'll have her on before the season starts to kind of do like a Bruins preview mm-hmm. for you folks. And uh, I'll probably still ask her about that experience too. Cause it seems like, I mean, as far as I remember, I don't remember Bruins doing something like that. No, it was really cool. They had the whole hangar. Yeah. Airplane hangar. I saw, which I did not expect them to do it like that. I With was like, Bear Force One there. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was cool though. That was, um, that was pretty sick to see. Looked like they did a good job. Uh, seems like a lot of people are happy with the jerseys. Mm-hmm. And then, but then I've also seen a lot of mixed reviews. But, I mean, overall, I'm happy with the jerseys. Just those third ones don't really do it for me. Uh, when you when you see the whole getup, though, it does look a lot better. It does The brown clean. pants, brown gloves, brown yeah. helmet. Yeah. It makes it look a little um, better. The only thing I want is, like, I want yellow socks back. I know. I thought we were getting the gold socks. Yeah, gold socks. I th- like that's what I thought uh, for sure. We'd be getting maybe like gold socks with the. Uh, see, like I they know. gotta be, they gotta be yanking our dick, right? Like, there's no way we're gonna go back to our old jerseys next year. Like, we might not wear these gold ones, but like, why wouldn't you rebrand? Yeah. No. Like. I, like. I know. I don't know. Like, what are you waiting for Marshawn to be gone too? Because he wore it when we won the cup. Like, that just, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, just, yeah. I, I, we could have probably the top like three jersey in the league if we went back to like the Cam Neely Ray Bork era one, which everyone thought these were going to be. But the reason why it has the three rings is for the six Stanley Cups that the Bruins have won in the, in the, like being actually a part of the NHL. Cause I think they won 10 in total, but like, four of them were like before it was really the nhl or whatever yeah um so i don't know i'm hoping they just completely they see how much these jerseys are going to make them and just go oh shit we should just rebrand to those like gold socks you know yeah yeah i that's where i thought it was at least heading towards because uh, i can't go back yeah i just do you do you think there's just too many stripes in the in the jerseys? That's all it is. If they took away yeah. one stripe, people would fucking love them. Yeah, I was I was kind of surprised with how many stripes there were. I won't I won't even yeah. lie. It was a little bit of dude. Crisis. When I saw the original picture of them, they were like hanging on a wall, and the picture was from far away. And like the guy who sent me the picture was like, "Yeah, the stripes are smaller." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So I made mine smaller. Yeah. <laughs> I was like <laughs> looking like I relooked at the picture after I was like, oh, he's just really fucking far. I was like, wow, I'm such an idiot. I was like, <laughs> I had the right number of stripes. The guy, the picture was just from so far away. But That's um it, it was it was cool like having that experience and seeing the jerseys early and stuff. Like then the next day the guy sent me a picture of like the actual jersey on his doorstep, and I was like, Well, mine are fucking wrong, but at least I was close <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, overall, I mean, like, not even lying though, I, I would have much preferred your mock up over that one. Yeah, but, I heard that from a couple people. But I mean, overall, I think once you get the product on the ice, it's gonna look as clean as it gets, right? I'm just, I gotta see the stripes on the fucking socks, like the you know, like we saw them walking today, but like I gotta see it yeah. on the ice. You know what yeah. I mean? No, definitely. Uh, I mean. You obviously won't. You're not going to see it in the preseason, right? No. I was curious about that. Do you think they're going to wear the old jerseys? I got. Oh, I don't. Like they can't, right? There's no way they could do that. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that 
happen. Maybe you know Bergeron. What? I saw people tweeting Bergeron saw these jerseys and retired. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. That would, that would be so fucked. <laughs> but honestly, it's possible. Uh, dude, you know what I was talking to somebody about yesterday? About, I, I was laying down thinking about how Marina broke the fact that Bergeron was retiring on our podcast. No one ever talks about it. You know what I mean? Like, no one ever talks about it. It was two days before he fucking retired. She just drops this bomb. And we're like, dad, she's just fucking with, like, you know, she's just overanalyzing it. And then, bomb, retired. Yeah. I, when I, uh, I, I, I couldn't stop looking at the picture. Yeah, and like looking at pictures once once she had noted that I'm like, oh my god, and then the, obviously the news came out and I wanted to DM her. I'm like, holy shit! Yeah. But, I think know, she we'll posted the picture. She was like, yep, yeah, thought so, or something yeah. like that. But we'll have we'll have her on, obviously again, and I I do want to bring that up too because that that's just that's fucking wild. <laughs> I know, I mean, but. Uh, if if you had to rate the rate the jerseys on scale one to ten so far, from what you've seen, without it, I mean, obviously things can change once you see the product out on the ice. But what are you going to give the rating right now, one through ten? Uh, the third jersey, I give it a nine just because of the brown and stuff. Like they didn't stick with black. I like. I'm with you on the fact that I don't like how they did the 1924, but I get it from a yeah. like, design standpoint. It does make it look like Canadian tire, like Ange said. But I think overall, it's a really nice fucking jersey. The cream is a good touch. The dark brown is a good touch. I'd give it a, now let's say 8.8, 8.8. Um, the home jerseys, I'd give an 8. Cause I I do think the gold pops really well, and then seeing them with the seeing them with the white and the gold outline on the white numbers, it bumped it up to like an eight for me. The whites just because they look look like the silver doesn't complement or the silver the gold doesn't complement the white. It kind of looks silver on the jerseys. Yeah, I I kind of give them like a six point six, six point six six. Okay, that's that's fair. Nothing under five, though. I don't yeah. hate any of them. Yeah, I feel like the white... Jesus, this cable's fucking too long. I feel like the white one just... Like, just... I feel like they got very lazy with it. No? It looks too much like the Buffalo 50th anniversary. Yeah, that that too. And, I don't know, it just doesn't really do it for me, but... I mean, I, I, all three jerseys as a whole, I'd probably give it, like, a seven seven five like yeah i'm, yeah, I'm you, satisfied yeah, yeah. but you know not excuse me i'm not fucking blown it could have been tens that's what's annoying been. yeah and from what everything you were hearing and like little teasers that you showed me like it was going to be tens and then it just yeah. kind of like randomly went in a different direction which was kind of the frustrating part and it was so funny because until the day of, like, everyone was saying the same thing in me. And then fucking day of, someone's like, no, nah, the stripes are way off. It was that ice, yeah. ice, ice athletics guy. Oh, yes. Yeah. He that. came out and was like, I saw them. The stripes are off. And I was like, okay, well, I tried. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you were close, though. That, that, yeah. That's the thing. You were close. I mean, dude, I even commented on his thing. I was like, Jesus, I thought my stripes were bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but did you, I mean, what was it like? Was it the same night when we saw, when we thought we had seen a accidental leak of those jerseys? Oh, my God. Yeah. That was the night before. I think. Thank fucking God. Those that were was rough. Yeah, that was brutal. Yeah, talk about Canadian tire jerseys. They look oh, like Timbits jerseys. That like those those were terrible, and that was legit gonna ruin the season for me if that was gonna be the jerseys. But luckily, the brown ones. Yeah, the, the brown, brown ones were so fucking so bad. bad. What what pants and gloves would you wear? Black. You know what I mean? Like it would or look so, so all bad. fucking brown and just look like a giant turn. Yeah, it, I don't know how how or what you would have done, but no matter what you did to try to like get a nice get up for those jerseys, like nothing. It would have nothing you, was moving the needle for those. You would have had to go like. Do you remember when Vancouver and uh, Ottawa had that outdoor game when Ottawa first wore the jerseys with the O? And they were like striped, yes, and yes, cream, yes. and then fucking Vancouver wore those maroon jerseys with oh, the yeah. white pit. You, those are the type of pants you would have had to go with, like a silver gold, yeah. like obnoxious yeah. color. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely because, Ugh. yeah, I just, oh, man, I, I don't know. Dude. I like, showed man. a couple people those, and they were like, "You're joking." I'm like, "I'm trying to fucking confirm this is wrong." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It no, was placeholders was- though. In the end. It's what we, yeah. thought, we thought it was going to be. Yep. And luckily, the 16th wasn't too far away from that That's, night we saw it. So, And that goes to everybody out there for DH Gate. I'd give it a couple months if you're going to go the DH Gate route. You got to let them figure that shit out. Like, I know there are suppliers on DH Gate that essentially work for Adidas and get, like, pretty good jerseys. They're a little close to the replicas. But... If you're going the DH gate route, I'd wait probably until Christmas to get that order in, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You might want to get you might get one of these brown ones and be or the fucking have, have have one of your friends be the test dummies and just see how how they're uh, how well, they're jersey. I said on the right? stream last night, I'm gonna buy Lauren a DH gate Jackson 15 jersey, Centennial <laughs> jersey. <laughs> So that, we'll let her be the test dummy. Yeah, actually, that's not a bad idea. We'll see how it comes out. Fucking Jackson. But Jackson. He was a fucking whole ass liability last night, especially that scumbag Berg. Yeah. <laughs> dude. Let's get Okay, we can talk about this and then. Well, well I, I do want to talk about the marshy news. And then I was going to can... say this. The birds thing rolls right into the fucking marshy news. We didn't it end is. up with 77 A's this year. It is God. perfect. <laughs> uh, Wednesday night, obviously, as you guys know, we do our Twitch streams. If you didn't check it out, we were all kind of honoring. You know, we like to have fun with it and shit. Like we did the same thing with Bergey. We're all kind of honoring Marshy being named the captain. So what did we do? We all put on 63 as our number and mm-hmm. i even i think i changed my name to like thad martian thad, or whatever, yeah but ace was chad chad yeah and um you know we had some fun with it then you know this fucking dildo well before <laughs> before he even before he even came on we were playing this team uh and i'll post a clip friday so everyone can kind of 
have an idea but i mean this doesn't even this little clip that we have it, i know I'm, i got that. another one in the works okay yeah and yeah. it doesn't do it justice i mean this team was getting so many fucking penalties the game would not end we already had one basically the team sucked mm-hmm. and they just were complete like six foot five enforcer clowns on there that just, just a team of john scott's yeah, all they want to do is fucking lay you out. So that's all they did. So every every two seconds, there's a whistle. And it'd be five on three, five on three. Like, you can't fucking do anything. At one point, we had seven minutes in power play time of five on three. Seven yeah. fucking minutes. And we only ended up winning, like, four or two. But it's just like, yeah. they were, and I I just. Boosie, wires it. crossed. Oh, I snapped, dude. That <laughs> team, and. The clip, the clip that I'll post tomorrow. I think it's like they get another penalty with like five seconds left in the game. We're already on a five on three, so you can tell by the clip that they're kind of just being douchebags. And I just, I, I just fucking lost it, dude. I, I, I snapped. And then, as I'm already seeing red, this fucking douchebag Berg comes into that he wants to play, whatever. Fine. And then he has the audacity to change his name to fucking 20 assistants. Like, what is fucking that? <laughs> I start freaking out. I'm yelling and at Brett to kick him off the team. On top of it, he comes in as number 40. Yeah, what a fucking... And, <laughs> you know, next time I'm just going to wear number one around him. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait till Swayman to, for Swayman to be the future. Oh, I know. I know. When the it day was- Swayman wins us a Stanley Cup... This douchebag doesn't even get his fucking. He he doesn't get to share, be happy about it. Yeah, he says he wants to come on and speak his truth. I'm like, you gotta, you gotta earn it, Bruce. You gotta oh, earn that. Fuck that. that. <laughs> the day he comes on this pod is the day I fucking die. <laughs> I just, and then um, I mean, it's more. It was all just jokes with him too, but yeah. Oh, he's a good God. sport about it. You oh, dragged yeah. him for like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, no. he's, a, he's a good dude. He he had me laughing last night, but it was just like yeah. between that team last night and then his bullshit that he was trying to bring to the table had me fucking losing it. But last night's stream was a lot of fun. Probably one of the more fun streams that we've had. And yeah, one of the longer ones, probably. But yeah, it was a, long- a longer ones that we were all there. Yes, you know? yeah, it was yeah. Finally, just kind of like all of us, no random people, no like, yeah, people who just randomly play with us on Wednesday nights. It's mostly the whole gang. So it's PTP plus Army plus Army. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes yeah. I always forget that like Army's not part of yeah. PTP. Yeah, I know. Me too. He's just like a random from Twitter. Well, not really a random, but he's always been a listener. So he's a he good dude. A boy, now. Yeah, so but it, to to piggyback that to piggyback all that. Also, everybody, thank you for being in. You guys are awesome in the chat. Speaking That's of, one thing next, I wanted to say. Next that, Wednesday is going to be our last yeah NHL twenty three live stream. Yeah, because then the following week we'll be able to live stream NHL twenty four, which will be a shit show. But yeah, <laughs> so if you're free on Wednesday nights and want to have a couple pops and listen to us, you know, be ridiculous, and you can even learn some shit in the chat. You had Sarah and Lauren teaching people and they're teaching people stuff in there, so it gets rowdy. It's a great time. Um, but to piggyback that, Marshawn's captain, like M- McAvoy's assistant, pa- Pasternak's assistant. How, like that's what we thought, right? Like that's in my jersey predictions. Like that's what I had 
as well. Um, yeah. And I kind of feel like me and you were on board with that either way. Like I, I, you know, I'm notorious for saying I didn't not appreciate, but I didn't love um, McAvoy's end of the year presser kind of felt like he was crying a little bit and I get it. He's a young kid. Shit happens. It was a fucking horrible ending to the season, but you see the way Marshawn handles himself, what he's learned from Bergeron and Chara and the leaders before him, he got to play with. It just kind of felt like this was a slam dunk for the organization. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people, it seemed like some people were like had mixed feelings about it. I think a lot of people anticipated McAvoy, I anticipated. I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was McAvoy, but I anticipated Marshan the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, I saw even Berg was upset about that too because, like, he thinks well, by those- them naming him captain means that the Bruins aren't turning the next chapter. It's like they are. I was though, just right? gonna say that. Yeah, I was that. Look I think that was the, the biggest. Team. Well, that was the biggest grape we saw online, right? Was well, when are we going to hand the team off? It's like we just did. Marshawn, yeah, he's been here his whole career, but like Bergeron was here before that, and it was his and Char's team. Like Marshawn even talked about that in his presser. Like he really, but he became the assistant when Chara and Bergeron, or sorry, when it was like, it, no, because it was Chara, Bergeron, and Krejci. It was when Krejci left that Marshawn became the assistant, right? And then there was that year Chara was still there. He left, Bergeron became the captain. And Marshawn said in his presser, like, that's when he really, like, buckled down and, like, learned every day, you know, seeing what it's like to be a captain on and off the ice, what it takes, the, you know, calling uh, Euro Vakaninen and the fucking, you know, when he gets traded for Lindholm, like even though he's in the minors, you still make sure that kid knows he's going to go into a good organization. And, you know, Bergeron would set him up with the the, the people he needs to talk to. Like th- those are the things that Marshawn talked about that he learned from Bergeron. And, and, and he has really matured. Like I know I keep joking in the slack and stuff. I want to see <laughs> Marshawn with the C Tomahawk Jari this season jokes jokes clearly jokes we never want to see anybody get hurt or anything get to that extent but you're marshawn say that 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 his wake-up call was essentially when he licked callahan and you know he kind of was labeled as this just like yeah that stuck with him i mean it still sticks with him but that that one was tough because it stuck with him for a little bit and he said the organization sat him down like neely even said like i had to sit him down after that and i know what it's like for the wires to cross and beat the piss out of somebody like yeah. it happens it's the sport of hockey right he was yep. one of the biggest baddest guys the bruins have seen fucking in our history obviously there's more and they've played way before our time, but like that is most recent that we can think of. So it was great to hear. And one thing Marshawn said too, for the people that say turn over the new leaf, it sounds like Marshawn wants to play till 40, man. He was talking about how like, as long as his body keeps up, he's going to play until they kick him out of the league. So like, I don't think this was the wrong decision at all. No, I I don't think it was the wrong decision at all. I think it was the right, because that's a guy who, He'll, he knows when to speak up. He'll speak. He has no problem speaking up. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, he'll tell it how it is, man. He's truly grown into, he's truly grown into like a good, a good solid leader. Obviously you saw, you can tell that Bergeron has taken him under his wing a lot and shown him the ways. And he's really, he's come such, I mean, would you guys ever, I mean, if we asked you this four or five, six years ago, 
could you guys ever picture Martian being a captain of the Boston Bruins? You'd laugh at the idea because I mean, the maturity wasn't there. Just he was a head case. Like it just wasn't there. In a way, and you would have never thought that he would probably be playing till after Bergeron, even though obviously Bergeron's that older, but mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, he- I, I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm proud of him because it's well-deserved. I mean, 2011, 2010 2011 season comes up as a rookie plays on the fourth line uh makes his way up to uh play top six minutes wins the stanley cup uh has been have put in superstar ever since then yeah i mean yeah he's one of the best wingers in the game marsh or fucking crosby was like at the world championship like i want marshawn and bergeron on my line like if fucking Sidney crosby's saying that the kid can play, you know, and I know oh, they yeah. train in the off. They were starting to train in the off season around that time, but that was another thing I liked. I I liked that I highlighted in my article is I didn't just talk about Marshawn being the captain and how Bergeron retired, and that's why. No, I went from the beginning and talked about he was just some kid from Nova Scotia, undersized, like picked in the third round, started on the fourth line, and then became this superstar that we've become to love today. And I, I, I appreciate all the kind words I've gotten from the article. Cause it was fucking scary putting that thing out. That tell you could ask <laughs> Boosie. I was stressing all day about it, but it, I just felt like it was something that needed to be highlighted in, in this story because it's the biggest part of this story that Marshawn wasn't the player that you would ever put a C on his Jersey, even when he won the Stanley cup. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, um, I I just I think he's. I know they say like it, it doesn't matter who has the you know like everyone's kind of a leader in their own way in the locker room, and mm. I truly believe it's that a culture. I, yeah, I, and I mean you see you guys have seen behind the B. You guys have seen other clips before too. Like he's not one to shy away from anything. Like he's always right there in the mix, hyping people up. You know. It just being a great teammate, I mean, yeah, at times can he be a douchebag on the ice and cross cross the line? Absolutely. But that's I mean, that's what makes our captain as special as it as he is. And it's probably one of the main reasons why he's had this career that he's had, because mm-hmm. I mean, he, he plays with an edge. He's, you know, and he's got this chip on his shoulder and he's kind of always been playing that way. Coming coming into the Bruins organization as a th- former third round pick. I mean, Marlowe line. He, he said that about, he was like, what he was like, if I, to- uh, if, oh, I yeah. <laughs> if I, if I told soupy and Thority that I was going to be the captain when I was playing on their line that year, they probably would have punched that out of me. <laughs> and I was like laughing yeah. so hard because it's true. Right. And like to piggyback that you saw in d- d- uh, development game, training camp today he spent time working with frederick on the side i guess he pulled lisa lysel aside a couple times and was directing him you know he's really teamed up with coil in a good way from what i've uh gail gail was reporting today our boy yeah. ace was reporting today that you know like he's already doing these captain things which he probably would have done either way if mcavoy got the c but it, it like you heard Swayman, he was like, "Oh yeah, we were all waiting for this." He was like, "It was a it was a no brainer." So to see him like take a guy like Frederick aside, like, "Okay, 
you need to make another step now. You almost got 20 goals last year. You're a third liner. Like, let's see you take another step. Pulls him aside, teaching him how to, like, you know, pop and lock and get out of those corners and situations like that. So it was awesome to see that, and I, I couldn't be more proud of him, man. I couldn't, you know, like, as you like we're the same age essentially like we've watched him bergeron krejci all these players come up like he's lasted for a reason and the organization has built around him for a reason because he wants to win and he's a he's a great fucking dude no he really he really is and let me ask you this so our last two captains uh, jara and bergeron let's go three bork well before that even bork yeah going back to bork too i mean Three great leaders that lead by example. All time. As uh, well respected all around by their peers, everyone. And I mean, you, like, it's, it is weird. And, and, like, I can see as an outsider that it's weird to see them basically pass the torch from Bergeron to Martian because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of apples to oranges when you look at comparing the two guys, just. As, on ice on ice yeah well on and off the ice too really i mean yeah yeah Brent martian's always been a little bit more vocal um yes true okay you know, he's he had there's been times when you mean in the media held, in the media yes yeah, yeah so there's been times when he hasn't really held back obviously that's going to be probably going to have to be a little bit different we'll see if he changes his ways there but i mean it is like, do you think with him possibly being a different kind of captain than the Bruins are used to within the last, you know, five, 10, 15, 20 years? Like, do you think you might get a little bit different outcome? Like, do you think the team's going to be a little bit more? I don't like, I don't re- really even know the right word for it. Back, like, back, back to like the Neely era of like hard nose, like, Rock'em Sock'em Bruins. Not not necessarily that, but just maybe just a little bit more gritty, get under your skin. Kind of. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, going into the season that the Bruins are gonna have to play a little bit. I mean, they're gonna have to play a little bit harder going into those corners yeah. and going in and fi- in fighting for uh in front of the net because you don't have the skill that you had last season or previous seasons, but you do have guys who are capable of grinding it out and getting these garbage goals like kind of like how marty does it for us on on uh <laughs> on ea <laughs> eashl but i don't know like do you do you think like the team's going to come out a little bit different just because it's not your typical captain as far as bergeron and char and bork and shit but isn't it almost who we just hitched to every inch matters this year you know what i mean and isn't that like marshawn's game you know, like every inch of ice matters to this guy, like every inside edge, like you've like, I keep bringing up Crosby, but they train together a lot in the off seasons. Cause they're from the same place. He talks about how hard it is to get the puck off Marshawn and how, like, he's such a little guy. And like, I, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Like Monty said in his press conference, what about the, he was asked, what about the 31 teams that go, really, you're going to give the seat of that guy. And Monty said, "Yeah, uh, I say to them, he's ours. That that that's our fucking guy, you know. And I, I think right. that, yeah. And I think that's so fucking back, Monty. But uh, that <laughs> I think that's, I think that's like a testament to the, to what this season's gonna be. Like, it's not gonna be fucking easy. 
we're going to have to fight for every goal out there. Like I was just talking about Freddie, like you need him to succeed. You need Gigi to take another step. You need JVR to come back around. Do we see Lysel make, make the jump and make the team? Like, you know what I mean? Like is Beecher the fourth line center that can, that can take over for no sick. Like there's so many unanswered questions going into this camp and, and season going forward that I feel like this I don't know if McAvoy could handle this type of season yet. I don't know if he's farther. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. think this is the type of year that you hitch to a guy like Marshawn because it's going to be a fucking battle every night. Well, that that too. But also, I mean, Marshawn has been through a lot more, seen a lot more than a guy like McAvoy. He kind of obviously has a better understanding than McAvoy on what it takes to win in the NHL to kind of take that next step to really up your game, to be a leader, not saying that McAvoy doesn't know how to, but I would trust Marshan when it comes to that a little bit more than McAvoy right now. I mean, it even goes back to the exit interviews, as you noted, Brett, like he was just kind of, his demeanor was weird. It, it mm-hmm. just didn't sit well with either of us. And especially in front of the media, yeah, in front of the media. Be too. like that behind closed doors. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you know, like in, in the media, when it comes to to the media, like you kind of have to be a leader. You, can, I, I get it though. Like, yeah, it's just after a season-ending loss. Like everything's fucking tough. You don't want to talk about any of that stuff right now. But and like real quick, McAvoy's been through a lot of losses with the Bruins. Same with Pasternak. Like they lost in nineteen. Um, yeah like this fucking historic franchise year. Like, you know what I mean by that? Like there hasn't been as many up. Like we have, it's been hard to get out of the first round with Mac. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's no testament Mm -hmm. to McAvoy or other, like uh, uh, there's a lot of, you know, playoff hockey. It's a game of inches and bounces. Like everything has to go fucking right. You saw it with Florida this year. And I don't know. I just, I another thing too with people being like now we're gonna try and keep trying to win for Marshy. I don't believe that. I think now it's let's get McAvoy and Pasternak and you know Zaka and Lindholm a cup. Like you know what I mean? Like I think it's more more or less that opposed to like oh let's hold on to Marshawn and keep getting him a cup. I think you're gonna see the organization be a lot different with their picks, with their prospect, like you know like stuff like that going forward because it was a little different when Bergeron's there and Krejci's there and you know Chara's there and like that was the whole reason was just constantly trying to win and we have been a a fucking winning franchise for the past twelve years. So I, yep. I don't know like I I don't. Like like we both said, it wasn't the wrong decision. All this was this was a slam dunk decision. And then when you saw the C, I think when most people saw the C on him and him smirking, you know, and like <laughs> just like that, like those videos and shit, it was like, all right, let's fucking go, you know. Marina put out a tweet though that like she she had a good point. Like it would have been absolutely fucking electric because obviously with this centennial jersey reveal. Martian was one of the uh, one of the models for it, oh, and how electric, it. It, how electric it would have been if he just walked down one of those jerseys with, with uh, with the C on it. Slight place fumble, fucking, dude. Place would have went, the place would have erupted. Oh, just standing O easily. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, man. that would have been. Oh, they they kind of fumbled the bag there, but also yeah. I get it though. You kind of want to. 
give Marshy his kind of moment and stuff too. But dude, they didn't go out to dinner until two moment. days before fucking training camp. Like two days ago, like after they didn't go out to dinner to tell him until after that. That he didn't. So know. I was, yeah, I was wondering when when it was like that he because I saw the video and I was wondering when that dinner was because so it was Monday, I believe. Monday. Today's Thursday, first day of camp. Yesterday was when they announced yeah, it, and it was Tuesday, two days Tuesday. before that. Okay, yeah, because Tuesday they did a meet and greet thing. Yeah, he said that he was just like all quiet at dinner, like, okay, yeah, like they were having yeah. small talk, and he just like was like, uh, so that why are we was, here? That clip was pretty funny, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was. Like, I like that he, they even Monty said. presented to him. And and I, I like that too as well. And he even said too, he say, like, I didn't want to get my hopes up. I was hoping mm-hmm. this was the news that was gonna come out of the dinner, but I don't want to get my hopes up. And you know, because you never know. Maybe he, he even said he's like, Maybe they were letting me down easy, but mm-hmm. no, he uh he got the well deserved C. I'm happy for him, and I'm really excited for the season because I think him rocking the C, it's just kind of changes the level of intensity. Yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit different, you know? Yeah. It's... Dude, following Marshawn into battle? Are you kidding me? I know. Like, I mean, Jesus. You, you always see him down the tunnel prior to the game. I mean, he's fucking he's, he's bouncing off people, and he's going off. He's just going off the fucking walls. But also, Bergeron's one of his best friends. He has a guy like that to lean on to when it comes to learning the ropes, asking you know, he's not going to have the answers to everything off the bat. And he's probably going to fuck because he's still learning. I mean, yeah, he's 35. I think he's 35. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but like, he's still, he's still Martian. He still has like the rat tendencies, which I hate saying about my captain rat tendencies, but rat King, baby. He, he has those tendencies still. And you know, you can only keep them locked up for so long. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure how, how long? I'll ask you this: How long into the season before his wires cross the first time? And do you think he gets suspended as a captain? I don't think he gets suspended, but wires crossing, I can see like within the first twenty games, fifteen, like yeah. say, like say late November, like November, early 2nd. December. Yeah, yeah, November second. <laughs> that'd be hype. <laughs> no, say like the team doesn't start how then how they wanted to they they get they get a slow start it's a random fucking say like like i'm going to that game i forget when it is i think it might be october 30th against the panthers and you saw obviously kachuk's uh comments and shit like that i think a game like that say the bruins are just playing okay so far into the season in that game, they're not really looking like themselves. So Martian takes it into his own hands and tries to fight someone. Wires cross, does something stupid, mm-hmm. basically. I could yeah. see him doing something like that, like the first anywhere between the first 10 and 15, 20 games of the season. Yeah, especially if they come out slow. I th- like that's the thing. Like, I think game one, would you be shocked if he runs over Bedard? Yeah. <laughs> you but, think so? I mean, I, yeah. I, Setting the tone early, like I think him and Lucic are gonna be bat out of hell that first game. Oh, Lucic for sure. I mean, he's gonna have a great first like three, three to five shifts. Yeah, then it's kind of, it's probably gonna like fizz out a little bit. But I, I think, I, I think a guy like Lu. I mean, I wouldn't be. I'm, 
I'm definitely betting on Lucic anytime goal scorer that game. Oh, yeah. Dude, the funniest thing is people online being like, he's not even going to play the first game of the season. I'm like, are you guys fucking crazy? The amount of people they just, that still have him as the 13th four. They, dude, like, they fucking they just had him in the fashion show. They've been parading him around fucking Boston. He was in the... the that's the thing. If you notice the pictures that were taken today, they were all players that are going to make the team for sure. You know? Like, Coyle, it was Coyle, Swayman, Grizzlick. Carlo, Lucic, Pasta, like those, you know what I mean? Like those guys are on the fucking roster day one. You know that. They definitely are. That's what that's why I just I don't really understand that, you know? Like Yeah, like I could see maybe late in the season he's the 13th forward after trade deadline or something like that, but there's no way he doesn't play game 1. Oh, I think he starts game 1. Beside Marshawn and someone else. Ooh, who do you think would be like oh, Coil probably? Coyle probably hometown yeah. boy. Coil. Oh man, that would be electric. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, they had Lucic playing on the right today. Yeah, and I, I want to get into that, but we'll get into that after Bobby's corner. Yeah. Um, but I was I was intrigued by that line that was out there today. I was intrigued. That definitely caught my eye. I like it a lot because you guys know. I mean, I think I've made it pretty obvious how I feel about Beecher and how I want him to see him get a chance. But I know we still have the prospect challenge to talk about a little bit, and we have training camp to open up uh, to talk about a little bit. I mean, it was only day one. I uh, saw some things just based off of Twitter and whatnot. So I think now's a good time to shoot it over to Bobby's corner. Then we'll come back and we'll talk about the prospect challenge. And because you were there for one of the games, I watched mm-hmm. some of the first game. So I'm interested to see what you have to say about that. I know we, you were, ch- we were chatting it up a little bit about the prospect challenge the day you were there, mm-hmm. but I'm interested to see, um, or hear your thoughts about that. And then obviously I'm very excited to talk about the first day of training camp, even though there's not much out of it, but for now, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> Jesus Christ, too much yelling last night. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, enjoy Bobby's corner. From the beaches of Winnipeg under the palm trees of the West end. It's Bobby. Bruce. What's going on, folks? And welcome to another edition of Bobby's Corner. Proudly brought to you by Only Bruins and Prime Time Productions, baby. How we feeling out there? How you doing? Get a little bit of Midnight Bobby tonight. That's a sentence I just said, eh? Whole slew of words. Little love train for ya. Neil Jays. What a tune. What a message. Ain't no love here though. We're about what we're talking about today. Let's get into it, eh? What are you drinking? You got the dunks with ya? You got the bucks with ya? You got a coffee with ya? You got a beer with ya? You got a tea with ya? You got a fucking water with ya? You got a vitamin water with ya? Maybe you got a bio steel. Whatever you got. Cheers. Alright, get real with me here for a minute. Get down to my level. Let's talk. Hear me out. If someone gets fired, don't laugh at them. Don't say anything. If someone 
gets let go from a job or has to walk away, don't laugh at them. Don't say anything. If someone has to be accountable for their actions and they got to face the music, don't laugh at them. Don't say anything. Now, if that someone happens to me, Mike Babcock, and the reason all those incidences took place, whether it be fired, resigning, having to face the music, having to pull out his dictionary and look up the word accountability and find out that he has whited it out from his fucking own dictionary, then yeah, you could laugh. You can applaud. You can have yourself a fucking day. Because in the league where there are 32 slots to be a coach, Mike Babcock never had been chosen, had never given a second chance. And I doubt this is even his second chance. Lord knows how many chances this guy has burned. And the Columbus Blue Jackets, who I almost called the Chicago Blackhawks, shame on you. Yara Kluckenleinen, John Davidson... I'm glad Don Sweeney didn't do that deal with you in the summer, in the summer, in the uh, the middle of the season. I know your feelings were hurt. I kind of felt bad. It was a bit of a laugh to think that you're gonna unload uh, Gordy off on us, and you're gonna get a couple first rounders and Mason Lorai, and then you look at your phone while you're taking a piss, probably talking to Babs, and you see that we got Orloff Hathaway for a first from Craig Smith. Yeah, feel feel much better about that transaction even though none of them play for Boston now. I feel much better. And Davidson, doing your due diligences, due diligences, English, can't speak it right now. Davis calling around for references and calling Ken Hitchcock? That's embarrassing. Like, you should walk away from the job too. Literally was like, this guy's a grade A piece of shit. You know how I'm going to justify his hiring? I'm going to tell the public that I called his best friend his right-hand man in Hockey Canada, the guy who went on a fucking podcast with the summer before with uh, those guys in St. Louis, hammered on a golf court. That's the guy I'm going to call to get the A-OK on Mike Babcock's character. Fucking shame on you. And as far as Boone Jenner and Johnny Goudreau, speaking on 32 Thoughts and not defending, well, yeah, they're, I guess more or less defending, Mike Babcock in the action of looking at the phone. You got Yarrow and Davidson owe them an apology, a public apology for putting him in that situation. Because as much as I thought it was a bozo thing for them to do, number one, they were put on the spot. Number two, they had to make a decision. When you have a grinder like Babs, you have an absolute driver of a coach, a guy who's just always seething red, wants results right on the spot. You have to make a decision going into that season. And what they did was they made an emotional deposit into the Bab Bank. They took some money, they put it in there, and they said, you know what, Babs, one day we're going to have to cash that check. Whether that's the first game of the year, that's halfway through. Maybe it's in March when they're out of the playoffs and you got Babs absolutely grinding dudes, making them go above and beyond when it's very evident that it's not going to lead to anything. Maybe that's when they cash that check and they say, hey, we fought for you in fucking in the summer before we even put on a jersey for you. You owe us one. Take a seat back. Lay off with the shit. Now, luckily, those guys 
don't have to deal with that this year. They still have to deal with the public. They still have to deal with their younger teammates. That's embarrassing. That's a shitty position to put two dudes who absolutely are in an organization that honestly is spiraling out of control. If I wouldn't doubt if you went into the Columbus Blue Jackets head office and you didn't smell fish because there's probably an electrical fire because that shit's about to fucking go up in flames. And the timing of it is absolutely immaculate. I mean, we're only two years removed from the Adam Beach uh, situation going public with the full detail and how the NHL swore this would never happen again, yet they more or less let it happen again. And good on the NHLPA, you know? Good on them for jumping in and absolutely dissecting, doing an investigation, and clearing shit out. I'm not entirely sure what what Ron Hainsey and Marty Walsh found. Obviously, they found something that was a fireball offense. But, and you know, even then, it sucks because they even let Babcock walk away. They let them have that quote-unquote dignity. I don't know, man. It's a joke. And I hope that when Babs goes to Tim Hortons tomorrow and he gets a coffee, I hope it's fucking cold. And when I hope he goes and gets a coffee the next day, I hope it's cold. I hope when he gets to, drags his friends to Red Lobster and he laughs at all the free money he gets, I hope the food he gets fucking sucks. I hope a server spills fucking drinks on him. I hope he gets fucking, someone fucking keys his car and they don't find out. Like, all the pettiest shit. I hope that fucking his kids grow up to be everything he fucking hates. I hope they're fucking progressive. I hope they're cool. I hope they're open-minded. And I hope they're good people. Or his grandkids, I guess, at this point. His kids are already fucking old. That's what I want to say about the Bab situation. It's an embarrassment all around. We can't lose to Columbus this year. Which leads me to my next thing. Adam Fantelli. I'm sorry, my guy. But them removing Babs, that's a good sign for your future. It's next. Two other Bozes that got to be removed. The only thing I can say is that when that kid does lead him to some success... The guys who hired Babs won't be a part of it. They're going to be out of the window. Someone's going to come in and take over and fucking lead him to the promised land. Who will that be? I don't know. We'll see, though. Some more anger shit to tell you about. I have a quote from Ovechkin that he released with the Russian media the other night. Now, keep in mind, it's from Russia. It's from another country. It's in another language. This could maybe have been pulled out of context, but... Either way, so Ovi the other night was asked uh, about his thoughts on the NHL stepping away from the Pride warm-up jerseys and just banning warm-up jerseys altogether with any kind of political subjects. And he said, I'm glad the NHL stopped giving in to political pressure. The world needs more of this. What else can I say? Well done. It should be like that everywhere. Now, everybody... Everybody has the right to an opinion, right? That's the general consensus. Consensus. Wow, Barb, I really need to do a warm-up here, eh? I can't speak. It's also midnight. I'm tired. It's a hateful comment. I'm sorry. There is no other way of looking at it. Now, you could tell me that he's just being general about it. The guy's got Putin in his DP. I mean, I made a comment. I made a post, pretty a, a rage tweet, I guess, the other night. Where I said, if you can't publicly support communities, whether that's the LGBTQ community, whether that's, you know, the military community, whether that's the hockey fights cancer. Because if you're telling me 
that you don't want to give into political pressure, you're not talking about hockey fights cancer. You're not talking about military night. You're not talking about the Star Wars night that some teams have. Ovi, it, you know for a fact Ovi's talking about the hockeys for everyone night. And you know what? If you can't publicly support that, then don't publicly support politicians. Especially ones that are faces for an absolute fucking disaster. Have your comments, have your theories. I meet at least every day at my job, I meet a different Ukrainian who fled from that shit. It's very real and it's absolute fucking bullshit. Fuck you, Ovi. I know you're going to get the fucking record. And that's fine because Connor McDavid's going to fucking crush that record and half the fucking time that you did it. So it won't even fucking matter in the end. And realistically, when you go to the Hall of Fame, there are a lot of bozos that shouldn't be there anyways. So if you want to join them, go ahead too. All right, I think I'm done yelling. I think I've, I feel like I've yelled at you guys for like the last seven minutes. And you know what? Let's get into the fun stuff. Ian Kennedy. At Kennedy I 57 Well, jumped in asking who's the most underrated Boston Bruin of all time. Normally, a question like this, I would go and like do a little bit of studying, do a little bit of, you know, looking back, some reading, some video. I'm just going to go off the top of my head here. It's almost 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to give it to Adam Motes. I think he's the most underrated Bruin of all time. I see his jersey here and there, but not enough. Had Adam, I know Adam was only with us for about five years, but had he been there in 1990, maybe it's a different outcome. It's definitely not a sweep, that's for sure. But I'm going to go with Adam Oates as the number one most overrated Bruin of all time. Oh, shit. Over, I say overrated. Underrated. Wow, I got to get to bed. All right, before we go, though, I also want to say a close runner-up, well, to my heart at least, Jerome McGinley. That season we had with him was amazing. I wish he stayed here longer. I wish he was here the year before. Ah! All right. Let's talk about a little bit of jerseys before I shoot it back off to the boys because I am excited about them. Uh, come this Saturday here on the beach, the Winnipeg Jets are going to be having a fan fest, which is a free event that they throw for fans so people can bring their kids and stuff. They'll be announcing a new jersey then. All signs point to be in a new, a new version of the heritage jerseys that they have. So rather than, uh, you know, not, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. They're gonna fix something that's not broke. The general consensus that we get is that it's the heritage kit with the new logo on it. Yeah, ugh. So new jerseys, Calgary, Edmonton, also getting new jerseys. They have the heritage classic taking place next month. And they will be announcing jerseys by the end of this month as well. Uh, I don't know what they're inspired by. I'm not going to pretend I know the history that well. I know the Oilers are doing the old school like Oil Kings jersey, which is a reference to one of the teams that went off and played the Winter Olympics and won a gold medal. Someone can fact check me on that. And I want to say the Calgary one is like the Calgary Stampede Roadrunner. I'm just kidding. Let's not talk about them. Let's talk about the Boston Bruins Centennial Classic jerseys that got released. My initial, issue, my initial reaction was I didn't like them, uh, specifically the stripes. It's been a week now, a close two, and I got to say they're kind of growing on me. Uh, Ace from Two Pat Stack actually got one. He sent a picture in one of the group chats we're in. It actually looks stunning. I'll give him that. 
But that third jersey, that alternate, I knew the error jersey just from seeing some of the mock-ups Brett made, kind of the hints we were being told throughout the summer. I knew that was going to be the one I was going to fall in love with, and it did not disappoint. Marshy looked like, Marshy looked amazing in it. The wording on it, the logo, just the old school, like 60s vibe it's got. It, that's my shit. That's right up my alley. Uh, but not seeing a few different people who bought the jerseys, posted photos of them. I'm going to give a huge shout out here to uh, your local <laughs> Alexis Rose, who is, uh, their handle is at Marissa. Uh, uh, they went to the, the Boston Pro Shop and they said, fuck my mortgage. I'm going to buy everything. And honestly, shit looks amazing. They did a little fashion show themselves. They showed the black jersey with Marshy's name on it. Gotta say, it's fucking sick. Uh, the one that really blew me away, though, was the away jersey. That's, that's the one that actually kind of got me hyped. Seeing that one, seeing photos of it, I was like, you know what? I get it. I'm into it. The stripes, you know what? They've grown on me, but also realizing that they're supposed to represent the six Stanley Cups that we have. Doesn't get me as jack because it just makes me more pissed at St. Louis for winning in 2019 because I'm like, wow, if we win that or if we win in 2013, then we have seven cups. And then what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to put three on one side, four on the other side? I'm sure they would have figured out a way to celebrate it. Either way, I love them. I don't have money, <laughs> but I will find a way to buy them all because I'm a fucking sicko. All right. Hell of a long one this weekend, eh? Well, I'll see you next week. Remember, I already miss you. I always love you. I'm going to shoot it back off to the boys. And remember, every boo on the road is a cheer. You stay going, baby. Let's go, peace. Bobby Brewski bringing the heat from the beaches of Winnipeg. You love to see it. It must be summer year round there because that dude does not cool down at all. I love it. Bobby Can't believe Corner. he's just walking around with three legs. Three legs. How do you do that, man? It's insane. Fucking also, to pee. second time reminding people, watch for Bobby's articles. Even if you might not be a football fan, that thing was a ride. It was so fun to read. It was typical. <laughs> it was just like a Bobby's Corner in writing. So yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> make sure you keep your eye out for Bobby's articles as well. I don't know. I didn't even know he was putting out an article. Next thing I know, he like messaged Slack was like, yeah, how do I, how do I put hey, this? It's been in the queue since Sunday. So we're going to have a better hold on that now. Um, but yeah, to, felt bad. I told him, I DM'd him last night. I was like, bro, that article was amazing. I read it and published it. For, like, we're fucking good to go now. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it's going to be fun and awesome with him writing now, too. So I'm I'm excited for that. Um, even though it's against the shit, or well, I'm sure he'll write it write about the Jets too, but writing about the fucking shitbag New York Giants right now, not ideal, yeah. especially as a Patriots fan. But we don't have to get into that. I'm sure we're all coming be. out of our comfort zone with PTP. I'm loving I it. We're getting it. some good content. Fucking rights, baby, to the moon. Hell yeah! But speaking of content, you went to the prospect challenge Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what was the first was the first game Thursday or Friday? Thursday, right? First game was Thursday because we were yeah. we we're chilling. Watched, yeah, we watched a little bit of it. Um, 
I I mean, I was watching as I was playing Xbox, basically. So I wasn't paying too much close attention. But I think just from watching that first game for me, uh, and that's all I saw of it, too. I saw some clips here and there and, you know, what you were tweeting out. But the Harrison kid has a great shot. He had two mm-hmm. two nice goals on Thursday. Going to the dirty areas, too, which is nice because that was a big knock on him in development camp. Oh, yeah. Don't pe- Isn't everyone saying he's, like, soft? Yeah, in development camp, Port- Portois was pushing him around. He's a year younger, a year or two younger than him. And Portois doesn't even look like that big of a dude. Eighteen-year-old kid, man. Yeah. So, well, but you, you love to say. I mean, the dude, the dude Harrison definitely has a shot. So mm-hmm. that's encouraging. Hopefully, he you know starts to use it, and you start to see that with the organization in the, within the coming years, because that w- that would be just obviously fucking massive because he's great yeah he'd be a great third line pick no he was a third in the covid year oh i don't know who i'm thinking of. you're thinking of jackson edward london knight yeah that kid's a killer dude you just had to bring up that yeah yeah Yeah, (laughs) in ace in the slack was like who's this jackson edward i was like bro have you not heard me talking about him for the past like month (laughs) Uh, but yeah Yes, yeah, so let's let's hear your thoughts though. Yeah, all in all, great experience. I uh, just I want to say um, shout out to Chris Davis. It was really fucking nice meeting him. He's a great dude. We crushed a couple beers, talked hockey. Uh, make sure you go give his show a listen over at uh, dropped. I almost said prime primetime productions podcast drop and drop the mitts. Yeah, drop the fans. <laughs> they always have great prospects from around the league over there. Um, and they're him and Sully are doing a great job, but it was awesome meeting him. Um, uh, before I get to the on ice stuff, it was kind of funny. I met Don Sweeney and Adam McQuaid just walking by. I just go into my seats, look up. There's I was like, Donnie Quader. I was like, hey guys, thanks for the fucking <laughs> cup in 2011. Shook both their hands. Donnie's got a strong handshake on him, but uh. Great, great meeting those guys. They were really awesome. Uh, took some pictures. They were like, don't post these. I was like, I won't. I was like, they're for me. But great dudes. Um, it's funny. My, actually, Don Sweeney let my brother in the building. He went in the wrong way. I looked down. My brother's standing with the youngest Hugh brother, Hugh's brother, just standing beside him near the locker room. I That's looked down. I'm like, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, get the fuck out of there. Walks up the stairs, I guess, knocked on the door. Donnie let him in the fucking building. So that was pretty funny. But um, for the on-ice production, wow, man, Johnny Beecher. This kid is, I, I think he's the real deal. I think he's put on the weight, and he's really he's finally figured it out. They kind of put him with his body. Yeah, the, uh, dude, they put him, his knees look better. He hit everything in sight. Every single fucking time he could take a hit. Dude, he needs a new stick supplier. I'll stay at that because he broke three sticks in the game I saw. <laughs> Two off the face off and one block and a shot. Um, but like I said, he was like a bloodhound out there. They had him with some younger guys, so he's kind of carrying a line, which I like to see because – you know, it showed the maturity in his game, and uh, I think he lost two faceoffs the whole game that I saw, which was really nice to see as well. Love that, yeah, great, great on that. He had a couple times he maybe should have shot the puck when he passed it, but you know, it's preseason, a preseason for him. It was pretty much like a summer skate, and but I loved what I saw to him. Lysel, Lysel comes as advertised. The kid is a puck hound. 
is all over the puck. Sk- he dude, he he'd like he'd do the Forsberg and he'd lap the zone a couple times with just like holding onto the puck the whole time, like skating in and weaving out of guys. Um, he kind of felt like he was on an island of his own at times, even though he was paired up with Merkulov. I I didn't see what everyone else has seen in Merkulov. It could have been nerves. It could have been getting the rust off the edges, but I felt like he could have shot the puck a couple more times uh, and made some more, um, what's it called? Uh, not conscious decisions, but it kind of it kind of felt like he shied away from plays when he should have just been like you know, as an older guy in that in that uh, prospect style tournament, it just kind of felt like he left a little more on the table than he could have. I didn't get to see Toporovsky, but I did watch him in other games. He's he, he had comes a great as, first game too. Dude, he comes as advertised. The kid's a buzzsaw. He's gonna. They High had a motor, line, huh? dude. They had a line. You were talking of Harrison. Very surprising to see. So they had a line the game I saw of Harrison Portois and Farinacci. Great line. Farinacci was great in his own zone. Portois adapted really well to the wing position, and Harrison did as well. Uh, they were switching out faceoffs, which was kind of funny to me. Like it, the, all three of them would take faceoffs every so often. It was kind of funny to see, but um, they looked great together. Harrison really has put on some weight he looks a little stronger out there he looks a little more uh engaged with the puck i think he took the notes from development camp really took it serious this off season which was nice to see but in the game that i didn't get to see live that happened the day after or the monday game sorry against the devils they had a line of harrison farinacci and toporowski wow was that a fun line to watch dude they were so fast out there controlling the puck. Uh, Harrison got a nice garbage goal in front, like you said. It was really nice to see. I think that could be a really fun line to watch in Providence this year. But like like those three guys, I wouldn't be shocked if they're on the Bruins' third line in like two to three years from now. Like I, It wouldn't shock me at all. They, they had great motors in and around the net. Uh, I even saw a couple clips of Toporowski today. The kid looks like he can hold his own, and I really like that, especially him being a an AHL free agent signing out of uh, the WHL. So that was nice to see. What what can you say about Lorai, man? This kid is unbelievable. Like We really have something with him. Um, the only knock I had on him was the fact that, and it's not his fault. I even wrote it in my article that dropped today. He 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 d checks like not four checks but like he d checks like he he like he'll go down and and um pressure the defenseman on his side of the puck the only knock on that is the forwards weren't really recognizing this the younger forwards in the in the prospect challenge and Jackson, my boy Jackson Edward got left on two on ones like four fucking times the game I saw. And it wasn't Lori or Jackson Edwards' fault. It was more the forwards. You know how the Bruins play? There's always a forward that jumps up high when the D jump in. It was yeah. it was it was kind of like they weren't recognizing that style of play he was playing with. I uh, would have liked to see him shoot a little more, but his vision in front of the net, um his, his skating ability. He's stronger than he was a year ago. I, I'm really excited to see what he can do in camp with uh, playing with men this year. And to round it off, uh, Portois, man, we have something in this kid. He is a top six center. 
he 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 reminds me of Bergeron and Marchand's child. He's great on both sides of the puck. He's a bulldog on the ice, and he sees the ice really. He's fucking got a well. little edge to his game too. Oh yeah, dude. You Didn't know he like get suspended at the beginning of his junior? Two uh, neon knees. <laughs> it was like back to back games, or not back to back, but like when he came back from the suspension. Yeah, another. I think he's chilled out a little bit, but. Yeah. Um, Trevor Kuntar was really good out there. He's going to be great for pro I, dude. Providence is going to be fun to watch this year. I think we should get an AHL, um, streaming pack so we can, so we can watch these kids because yeah, the, yeah, the Bruins prospect pool, as much as we get ranked where we ranked, it is what it is. It's like me and you have said before, a couple of these kids got a hit. And I, and I think these guys like Kuntar, Harris, um, Portois, um, Farinacci, they're, they're very reliable on both sides of the puck, dude. Even this Abate kid, Lysel was got in the mix a couple times with a couple defensemen on the Montreal Canadiens. And uh, this Abate kid would jump off the bench, skate right to the guy, and just cross check him right in the fucking chest. I was like, I fucking love this kid. He was wearing the A out there and everything, so the, <laughs> the organization sees the same thing. So all in all, it was a great time. Like I said, Maiden Davis was awesome. Getting to see live hockey again. Uh, I bumped into Marty Broder, uh, Martin St. Louis. Like it was star studded lineup in the building as well. So all in all, it was fucking unbelievable time. Uh, if anybody can make it to the prospect challenge next year, I, I, I advise you to do so because it, I know it won't be in Buffalo probably, but they did a really good job putting it on. And um, the talent is there. It was fun. These kids are trying to kill each other. What they what they should do every year is uh like how many teams were there? Six? Ottawa, Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, and Montreal. So okay, so okay. <coughs> what they should was do is just six? no, they're not. That was five. Yeah, that was five. What they should do is just alternate. I mean Buffalo Dude, if it... It this year, come to Boston one year. Yeah. You know, Warrior, so it was real quick to cut you off. It was in their practice facility that is pretty much like Warrior. Yeah, their practice facility looks a little bit. I did you was it you who said they had like two rinks too? Yeah, so it's attached directly to Keystone Bank Arena. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. Yeah, because yeah. we're Warrior just on the harbor. Where Warrior is, it's you know probably 15, 20 minutes from the garden, depending on the day, whatever. But it's, it's not too far away. It's still in the city. Uh, yeah. Only has one sheet of ice, but obviously it's it's a great place. I, Same I thing mean, there. There's only one sheet of ice. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, yeah it's. It, I mean, it they would be perfectly capable of holding it. The only thing is, Warrior is probably a little bit smaller as far as the. Yeah, there's two have, sets of stands. Yeah, they only have one side of stands, and then they got mm. kind of like an upper deck thing, and then they have a thing for media and whatnot. But, you know, you could also be on uh, at ice level too, but I think they usually let media go down there too for video and shit too. So maybe be a little bit different um, for the for if they did it in Boston. But I, f- I think it would be a cool idea to kind of send people around. I mean, mm. you know, say – you want to go to Ottawa one of the years, whatever. And well, so it was in New Jersey last year. Oh, sorry, there was six teams. Pittsburgh was there. Pittsburgh was there. Oh, as well. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was in New Jersey last year. Buffalo this year. If it's in Ottawa or Boston next year, I'm going again. It was that good, dude. 
God, I hope it's in Boston next year. That would be fucking sweet. Yeah, if it is in Boston next year, I'm just going to come down and then stay and catch a little bit of camp, too. Yeah, that, yeah, that I know. It's, it is weird how it works, how they'll do the prospect challenge, and then a few days mm-hmm. later, like, camp kind of starts around. But um, It's because the CHL camps are ongoing right now, right? Didn't they already start? They did, but so they start early and then send... Patrol playing some scrimmages too. Yeah, and he crushed it. He yeah. scored shorthanded goal. I think he in like four games or yeah, in four games he had like eight points or some shit like that. Yeah, he's gonna be a but, fucker. And that's the thing too. People are like it's preseason. Well, in the CHL, what they do is they start preseason early so they can get these kids that are gonna go to NHL camps in the building. And it's pretty much like roster on roster at that yeah, point. Yeah, that makes sense. And then they send those kids to the NHL camps, and then they look at what they got from the kids that aren't in the NHL or drafted yet, right? So yep. it it was really fucking cool. Uh, like, like you just said, I went to the London Knights game before. The only thing, dude, I missed the assignment on <clears throat> is uh, I got the credentials, right? And yep. then I went I went to go to the credentials booth. I got my stuff and I looked and everyone's in like ties and fucking suits and shit. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, I was wearing I was wearing my fucking Team Canada sweater. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh I was like, I missed the assignment on this one. I stuck around and like that's where I got some of my notes to write the article. Uh people were really nice. I met the Bruins uh PR people, they were awesome as well. Uh, so all in all, it was a fucking dope trip. I got to go to Target and get my Sunny D seltzers from the liquor oh, store. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I need. I forgot about that. I need the. Uh, I, well, obviously, I know. I know how you feel about them now, but uh, the people need to know in case they haven't seen on on Twitter. Brett finally got a taste of the Sunny D. Yep. <laughs> I I like them. They're good. I understand the hype. <laughs> I, that's all I'll say. Then the only thing I will say is Coors Light here has a creamsicle and it's essentially the same drink. So like the whole time I've been drinking them and I've tried them, it's a li- little more sweet, the Sunny D ones. But all in all, I was really impressed with it. it sucks. They only come in four cans or at least in New York, they only come in four can packs. And um, yeah, I smug as as Mel would say, I smuggled a cup up my hoop <laughs> and true, true daddy didn't get to stop me at the border. It was all good. So, uh, yeah, it was fucking a great time. I got to have um, the Sunny D's, and I got to watch the Bruins prospects. It, it was, like I said, if you, if you get the chance to go next year, don't pass up on it because it was a it was a well really well-run event, and you get to see the future of the Boston Bruins. As, and like yeah. I said, too, there was huge walking around. Like, you, all these players were there just chilling. Just, like, nonchalant walking around, chilling. Dude, yeah, that's funny. when I went to go sit down in my seat, I sat down in front of Toporowski, Reed Dick. Yeah, Reed Dick. Um, who else? Kuntar was behind me. And, like, I was, talk, I was, like, talking, you know, like, I was like, ah, fuck yeah, beach. Like, you know, just being a hockey fan, like. And they, they were laughing. I was like, oh, what's up, fellas? And they were like, you like the Bruins? And I was like, oh, yeah, love the fucking Bruins. I was like, going to be like, yeah, listen to my podcast, boys. Yeah. But <laughs> they were fucking great kids. And, uh, yeah, only drinking waters, I swear. Only drinking <laughs> waters. I saw. Um, 
I saw some of them went to uh didn't some of them go to the Buffalo Bills game the yeah, next day? That was pretty much the same crew. It was like Toporowski. It was pretty essentially the guys that it was the guys that are gonna be in Providence and Lori and someone else. Um that is on the bubble. Oh, Lysel. Lysel. Okay. Yeah, that's on the bubble. But yeah, they all went to the Bills game the next day. That's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um Real quick before we switch it over to the top, to well, I guess it kind of leads. So this question for, that I have for you kind of leads into, um, uh, train how training camp has started basically now. Um, from the prospect challenge, anyone? I mean, I know you've kind of been harping on one name for majority of the summer, but any? Do you see anyone from that prospect challenge that has like? a legitimate chance at making this uh, Boston Bruins roster out of camp? Uh, yeah, there's three, but it kind of seems like the third one I'm going to... The first one I think has a legitimate chance. The second one, I wouldn't be shocked if they push him back to... E, like, uh, pushes back ECL. That kind of gives it away a little. And the third, I think he should get a shot, but he won't because of the log jam. Um, man, Lysel... Or sorry, I guess there's four. Lysel has a really good chance at taking a spot on that one of those wingers. I wouldn't be shocked if they send him back to Providence. Yeah, I but... just don't see it working. I just, with all the veterans that they brought in, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, we want to see the younger guys. I just, and with his injury history, it just kind of makes sense to give him a little bit more time in Providence to help him season a little bit, get used to the mm-hmm. North American way. But don't aren't don't you agree? It's good to see him start with Coyle and Marshawn in camp to see what you have there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, That's and, a no brainer. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, because then you kind of have two guys um, that are staple on your first or second line, and that can kind of protect you as well. Because obviously he's going to be a younger, mm-hmm. smaller guy. I mean, Marshy is not the biggest guy. Coyle's not the meanest guy, but. Mm-hmm. They'll be out. They'll be out there. They know the tricks of the game, but I, uh, I, I just I think Lysel's a, still a little bit too. He'll play small. games. He'll play games this year he'll, for sure. Yeah, he'll, he'll get games this year. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the second I, one, Portois, man, he deserves a spot on this roster already. This, God, he, you heard Ty Anderson tweeted it out. Connor Ryan tweeted it out today. This kid belongs. He fucking is ready to go. I, it, it's smarter for them to push his ELC. With the, you know, the bringing in Geeky, having Coil and Zaka as what seems like Staples as center. It is smart, but man, would I be shocked if they kept him up for the nine games to see what he has in the regular season? I wouldn't. I would not be shocked at all. Because like I said before, if you wave a guy like Greer before the waiver wire, you can bring, and it sucks he's going to miss preseason games at the end of the, the, towards the end. But you can bring him back up, no problem, and send Portois down to the CHL. So I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if it did. Um, man, Lorai, he's ready. But I, I, I think from seeing pictures and training camp today, like he'd have to beat Zaboral out of the spot, which I don't think is going to happen because it kind of seems like Forbert. Grizzlick and Lindholm are cement cemented in in those three spots right yeah. now. Yeah, and I don't see 
Yeah, I and I just Laura, not Laura. Uh, Zaboral's got to clear waivers. I just I don't mm-hmm. really see it happening. I think they want Zaboral to work out. I don't think they're in a rush to bring up uh, Laura either. Waiver exempt. All yeah, these guys yeah, I'm mentioning are waiver exempt. exempt. Yeah, I, I think ideally, in the perfect world, they have Laura up as a full time D man, top four, maybe top six D man. Um, next season when but mm-hmm. i i do think that you should i mean i'm curious to see how he develops this year along with a guy like zaboral too because forward and Grizzlick, their contracts are up at the end of this year you have to make a decision do you well obviously forward's probably gone but do you keep a guy like Grizzlick because you have a guy like lori coming up Mm-hmm. Uh, do you need Grizzlick if you have a guy like Lori? Because Lori can easily break out the puck. Maybe not as good just yet, but the potential's there. He can easily break out the puck. He's more offensive minded than him, more offensive, offensively gifted. Yeah, Grizzlick's a better skater, but he's undersized. That's you kind know, of always bit him in the ass there. I just, I don't know. I, you know, what's I, interesting about Lori, dude? They had him playing the right side all of the prospect challenge. Oh, so you think they're just going to try to make him like I mean, him and Grizzlick on the bottom pair? Yeah, like, and I'm just spitballing here, right? Like, Zaboral also plays right side. I don't know. This is like a year ahead. We're having this conversation. Like, you know, a year ahead, we probably should be having this conversation. But he showed the fuck out, man. And he, he looks like he's ready. Um, but. If you're ready, I'll go to the one that I think for sure makes the roster out of camp. And I think who? we both know who that is. Who? Beecher. He's oh, ready. Beecher. Oh, yeah. I yeah. I can see it. Yeah, I dude. He, I would love for that to happen. And you heard Montgomery in his press conference talk about Zaka's our only left-handed shot center right now. That's mm-hmm. stapled. Because he, yeah. in in my head, he's doing it Zaka, Coil, um, Geeky. Because he said yesterday that he sees Frederick as a right winger, which is wild. wild. But, like, I, lo- I love that. That's just his stance on it now. Yeah, I I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm okay with him on the right side as long as it's, like, third third line. Yeah, I think it's the shot. That one timer he's got that we had no idea about. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> but, but honestly, dude, I'd be shocked if Beecher doesn't make the team out of camp. See, I thought there's a chance that he made made it out of camp uh, last year, but mm-hmm. mostly just because of no one was really high. I I came around on no sick uh, last season, but no one was really high going into last season with no sick. I mean. A guy deer in the headlights whenever the puck's on his stick, but he's great. Passed it in the fucking corner on a fucking breakaway. (laughs) He's great in your own zone, great in the face-off dot, but outside of that, not really much else to offer. But he did come around on me um, midway through the season, and I really just I started to appreciate his game a little bit more. You just saw a little bit more out of him. Once you kind of just understood his role, you know, I read a tweet today that said Beecher's AHL career. He's a 55% face-off guy. Fuck. That's good. You love that. 
Right. And that's what no sick was in the NHL. It probably comes down a couple percentage in the NHL. No shit. We, it, it is what it is. It's the best league in the world. But if Beecher can put you up 22, 25 points and he's winning 51% of the faceoffs a night, that's what you want out of a fourth liner. No, no, it, it definitely is 100%. I mean, that would be a steal right there. And he's obviously a little bit more offensively gifted and minded when it comes to that role versus a guy like Nosek, but mm-hmm. looks like he's got that dog in him too, dude. He hit every single fucking dude, person that, that touched the puck. That line that was out there today with the first group, Lucic, mm-hmm. Beecher, and um, Lauku. I fucking love that line. If Montgomery said that they wanted to put Beecher with two guys that are most likely going to be on the fourth line. Yeah. Well, cause that's a perfect role to like start him at. Like, Cause I kind of see, I mean, I don't see Beecher sailing too high, but Beecher kind of Beecher's come up. Not that it's really started to come up yet, but Beecher's potential come up really would kind of reminds me of Marshan's come up. I mean, I'm just gonna can, say who the fuck started on the fir- fourth line and yeah. now is our captain. So uh, will he will he turn into basically being like another Martian? No, but. Mm-mm. I mean, I hope I'm fucking wrong about that. That would be great. Yeah. Because he is a what a steal at fucking pick. 21st overall. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's potential in there. I mean, I see him more of a, I think saying, seeing him as a middle six guy is a little bit of a stretch, but the potential is possibly there, but mm. more of a bottom six guy kind of know your role. I, I, I see some similarities in his game as, like if you were to compare him to a guy in the like Burns, great Daniel Pye, mm-hmm. I mean, kind of straight. Chris straight Kelly, need Chris Kelly, yeah, yeah, Chris Kelly too. Um, I see a little bit more Pye off the bat, but mm-hmm. I, I again, I haven't seen a lot of the kid yet either. So, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him play some preseason games to see what he can do with this camp. Uh, I'll be paying attention to. Actually, I won't be paying attention to Twitter on Friday. I'll be at a golf tournament, but I'll be trying to stay up to date with most of the stuff. I might even try to stop by over the weekend or one day next week, try to check it out. Uh, my schedule is a little funky, but I do want to check it out. I, I do want to see the young guns. I want to see what the camp looks like as a whole because it's, I mean, this what? is the first camp you're going into in however many years without uh-huh. Chara or Bergeron. You, yeah, the whole bottom sit like so. This is what I was gonna ask you. You know how in the previous years, like the first couple games are just all rookies. Yeah, I don't want to see that. I want to see two lines of you know, top, top to middle six, and then two lines of bottom six. I want to um, see. I want to see Lysel, every game. Lysel, Beecher, and I don't know. But I want. Mark I want to yeah, I, he didn't really impress me at nah, the man. I was I was kind of upset <laughs> about that. But I still have hope for him. Uh cuz mm-hmm. he did like He's it a up year today. away for sure still. Yeah. I mean, the, people the had him worry, on the third line. The only worrisome is is like he's older, you know. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. But fuck, I forget what I was going to say now. Oh shit, my bad. Shit, where was I going with that? I forget. But I want to see guys like that maybe like Sunday get some ice time, get a lot of ice time, see what they can do. Obviously, I mean, it's probably going to be just a bunch of prospects or AHL players playing in that game. 
Um, I'm really pumped to see what Portois can do this camp. Yeah, no, I <laughs> I am too. Uh, I think I he's going to be one of the guys I'm going to pay attention to the most this whole camp. Because mm-hmm. we're not going to see him much once he goes if he does get sent no, down. He's if he gets if he doesn't make the team out of camp, he has to go to back to his juniors team, and he'll probably get sent early if they know like soon. You know, right? Like they normally send those guys first. Yeah, they'll probably give him like one or two preseason games, uh, probably maybe a week worth of practice camp mm-hmm. stuff, and then probably send him packing. Really, right? You know, yeah. What are we, 20 days, 21 days from something like that? Yeah, it's fucking coming. It's coming up, man. Man, so fast. So outside of that, I mean, there isn't really anyone I'm like kind of keeping my eye on at camp, minus some of those young guns. But I'm interested to see what the lines will start to kind of look like, Uh, because I know a lot of people. I mean, I saw Sully put something out today. He had he made a line a a. Boston Bruins NHL version Bruins line as in had Lysel on the second line with yeah Coyle. I think it I think yeah Coyle and DeBrusque. DeBrusque so he yeah. went top heavy with Marshy Zaka and Pasta which I yeah. think is kind of crazy and then yeah you know, kind of you've talked Coyle. me out of that one yeah I just I I don't I don't want Lysel on the team to start the unless he like. Really, like, yeah, like if he plays like four, yeah, like if he plays four preseason season games and puts up like seven points, like you kind of have to keep him. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like how AJ Greer last year, you kind of had to, yeah, keep him because and not send him down because he had a great. Camp. You know, you know who I'm curious about in camp is like had a not a big fall off, but we had big aspirations of him being a bottom six guy. Is what is Oscar Steen gonna do? He's I'm, like I don't see him being an NHL regular. I I just no. kind of always kind of be like that bubble guy, but I just think you'll see him majority of his season in providence unfortunately like the emergency call up type situation yeah I, you know like oh like i'm not going to call him up i'll, I'll call this guy up cuz he's been working his butt off mm-hmm. you know like who's a callahan got called up to play defense mm-hmm. uh, one game last which was so fucking random apparently he looked great today he's one of the best defenders out there Honestly, also people he, reporting he hasn't looked bad in providence i just i he, don't see him could- being an nhl regular no, but he commanded the ice and prospect challenge, but he's a little older, right? Yeah. So it's yeah, hard to it, put stock in that. Yeah, the, it really is. I mean, Lor like you got Lori down there on the back end, uh, as far as that, and then I mean, I guess Jackson, but I dude, don't know. he he he'll be our seventh D in like three years. I'm telling you, I'm calling it out. That's a great seventh round pick for the Bruins, dude. That it's that COVID year. We got Lysel, Harrison, um, I think Locke Mellis. Harrison, going- Harrison was was that when we got Portois too? No, Portois was this last. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. For some reason, I was thinking like fucking COVID. COVID was like a year or two ago. Oh no, wait, not this last draft, but the draft before that was. Portois. Yeah, two drafts ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. 
Yeah, we had no first was, or second round pick it, this last draft. Yeah, yeah, because Patois was our second round pick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think the some of the guys in that COVID draft are going to surprise us because it was such a weird year for scouting. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah, because that's when um, that's when Shane Wright got drafted, and what mm-hmm. and he they were saying that his draft stock fell because when COVID happened, his development kind of plateaued. Yeah, he didn't go play anywhere. Yeah, so that's that sucks. But I want. Dude, did you see the video of all his video of who? Allmark? No. Today? Oh my god! I dude. Really on Twitter I'll, today. I'll send it to you on Instagram. By the way, if you're li- if you're listening now, you're listening. If you're fucking listening, but uh, <laughs> behind the B just dropped at seven Thursday. So there's a new, brand new behind the B out right now as you're listening to it. Um, oh shit! Oh yeah, yeah. I saw Ace put out a tweet saying Dennis Larry's done with behind the B. I guess. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. um, Allmark dude, he's out there chirping Lindholm. He's fucking <laughs> oh dude, he's in midseason form oh, already. He's, in he's comfortable. Okay, so how do you feel about that? Do you think he's a little too comfortable, or do you just think? No, I think, I think he might win the Vesna again. I think he I might win the Vesna again, dude. I wouldn't put it past him, dude. I, I feel like he's going to have another great year. I don't think he's going to regress by any means. No, I think we have two of the top five goalies in the league, and we're going to get into the playoffs for that exact reason. The thing is, like Tuca said on the fucking Chicklets interview, you got to play them both in the playoffs. He even said it was – he even chirped goalie Bob about it because he knows goalie Bob can get in his way, and when he's got a goalie for the playoffs, that's the goalie it is no matter what. And we saw it fucking bite us in the ass last year. So that's my biggest thing about this season. I I I don't see why we don't get in the playoffs. And if we do, I don't understand why Swayman isn't going to play game two. <laughs> Swayman playing game two. He'd have to. Yeah. No, well, like just you, like you never know what Swayman could win the fucking Vezina this year. Who knows? Yeah. No, I I, I know. Um. We'll see though. We'll see. I, I, I'm. I kind of. I think the lineup's kind of already made up, but I think, I think, management has some hope that some young guys will impress us. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about the Boquist, the fucking Browns, like these guys they brought in. That <clears throat> I don't see Connor Brown on the Bruins or not. I don't. Is it's it Patrick, I think. Patrick, yeah, I keep calling yeah. him Connor Brown. That's his brother, I think. Um, but yeah, like like you said, like I think the four C positions open. I think the thirteenth forward positions open, and I think there's a winger spot on that third line. Other than that, oh, and shit. and and I think like those positions have essentially been taken up by Hein and Beecher and Greer or. McLaughlin, like whoever you want to put in that 13th forward spot. Yeah, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to look on Twitter now to like try to catch up with some of the shit that I missed today. Like, would uh, you be shocked if they didn't sign Heinen? Yes. Yeah, same. At this yeah, point, I, yeah, I think, I think Heinen is going to make the team. I think it fell in their lap. Yeah, I, 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 I think they were kind of maybe surprised. That he just never really got a contract or other PT. I mean, who knows what other PTO offers he got? 
Mm. I'm sure he could have signed in Arizona or some shit if he wanted to. Yeah, he's probably weighing his options. Probably didn't want to play on a shit team. And he knows Uh, Monty. Yes, yes. knows He's already familiar with Boston, so it's not like he'd be one of these guys that you bring in and you got to wait for them to get comfortable and everything. He, He would... I mean, he's got to know majority of the team already, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he even, I liked his interview, too. He was like, hey, I have no feelings against this organization. They did what they thought was best for them. Uh, you know, it's a business at the end of the day. Like, he's saying all the right things, and apparently he looked great today in camp. I know it's day one of camp, but this guy was a third liner on Pittsburgh last year. Like, I'd be yeah. so shocked. If he didn't, make I, this and he's, team. yeah, he's not too far off from like having great years with Pittsburgh. He had a career year that one year. Yeah, like he's still the potential's still there. One thing I, I do want to bring up before we wrap it up because obviously other camps started today too. Uh, excuse me. It looks like it looks like Bertuzzi is going to get that first line that. spot with Matthews and Marner. Did you see them doing drills? I saw one quick clip and they they couldn't up. they yeah they couldn't complete a fucking pass the whole way up the ice. I was like, oh this I was like this line is gonna suck. I don't know why that's the first thing I thought, but I just I know it's preseason, but yeah, no, I know that I, uh, I I I don't see it. Bertuzzi, I just, I just I don't know. And then they've got I saw they got Nylander on their centering their third line. Yeah, that's gonna make yeah, him. I, that's gonna make him resign. He's gonna want to <laughs> resign for sure. Well, yeah, <laughs> Tavares is last year no? or does he have one more after him this and year? him and Marner have one more after this year? Oh, okay, okay. So that yeah, dude, they had Lafferty and fucking Nyes on the second line with Tavares. Like, what the fuck? Their top yeah. nine isn't that much better than ours. I'm sorry. People have us written off that the Leafs have a way better top nine. I don't see it, man. I think we're going to surprise a lot of people again this year. I don't think we win 60 fucking 700 games this year, but I definitely yeah, think we, we put up at least 100 points. I'm trying to find that tweet I just fucking saw. I think I lost it. Uh because I, I meant to look at what their D-lines were going to look like. Um, s- someone Didn't someone send it to us in DM? Or maybe it was sent to me in DM. No, yeah, because I just saw it on the timeline. So. Fucking pasta. So. But I like, I so, I like Pertois mindset though like eric russo put out an article today i haven't read it but basically asked him and Patois responded saying the goal is to make the bruins out of you know out of training dude game. i'd love it okay would you be pissed if he was like centering the first or second or sorry second or third line either see this is my thing you look pretty good in the wing too there but i see him as a center mostly like this is my problem with it. Do you put? Do you bring Geeky in to get a bigger role and then put him on the wing between fucking, you know, you got Portois, Frederick, and Geeky? Like I just, I don't. I guess it's hockey cool. and it's a fucking business, but yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like I just, I'd be shocked if they did that, telling Geeky everything they did to get him to come sign here. Yeah, 
No, I, I, I don't see that happening. I think they promised Geeky a role. He took a little bit less to come here because he wanted more of a role. Um, I, I, I don't think they'll do go back on their word and kind of do that. Too, but like but you said, also don't want to, you know, you also don't want Patola making the team and playing fourth line. Like he's no, absolutely, he's, not. his situation's a little bit different than say Marshans when he came up and shit. It's the same as the Lysel thing. I don't want Lysel even really playing third line minutes if we don't have to. You know, like those are tough minutes to play. Yeah, no, it it, it is because usually when you're a third line, I mean. Got to be good in both ends of the ice. You're gonna go against Crosby every night. Against, yeah, you're going against some of the top lines still too. So, like, imagine him against fucking McDavid every night. Like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> he's a good skater. But and it's funny because the the thing about Lysel and why he was so highly praised is that apparently they haven't seen a skater in the CHL like Lysel since McDavid. But you know those concussions and injuries have taking a step back on his development. That's something I also highlighted in my Beecher uh, article that's going to be dropping as everyone's listening right now. The development of Beecher was really pushed back because of the injury he got to his knee. So I'm really excited to see now he's stronger, a couple years removed from that, played a bit in the AHL last year, learned the game. I'm so pumped to see what he can do this year. Yeah, that's – I mean, I've I've said it before, uh, but I – a Beecher is like a guy I've had my eye on since like going back to last year. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see what he brings to this camp. And it's kind of on him to bring it this camp too. I mean, a lot of expectations for, I'm sure he has a lot of expectations for himself, but I mean, was this the third or fourth year since he's been drafted? Dude, they asked him about uh, Bergeron and Krejci, not like, um, like retiring and not being the part of the team anymore. And he didn't even say a word about like, uh, like he said, like, you know, those are big shoes to fill. Those are the, you know, hall of famers, blah, blah, blah. But he did the same thing as Portois. He was like, I'm trying to win a spot out of the camp. Like I'm not here to, you know, go back to Providence. Like I'm here to try and win the spot out of camp. And I want to prove that I can be the next, one of the next centermen in this organization. And that's what you want to hear out of these young guys. Yeah, no, it, it it definitely is. So I'm, uh, I'm I like it because I like that you're, you know, starting to hear a little bit from these young guys. They're they seem cocky to too. Yeah, they got they got a little bit of swagger. They got a little bit of cockiness to them, which I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially a guy like Patois, a uh, guy like Beecher. I mean, I want to see them kind of having a little bit of an edge as well. I I think that's kind of what makes the boss. Excuse me, the Boston Bruins, the Boston Bruins. So yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree, know. dude. I'm excited. It's it's, it's, it's here. I'm what I'm really looking forward to is talking next week about it because we'll be a full mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, we'll There'll even probably be some cuts made, right? About. There might be some cuts made by then. Yeah, I'm sure even after Sunday, like some guys will fucking get sent yeah. home. So you got. I mean, we'll we'll really have <sighs> two games to talk about next Thursday. Jesus, we're back. We're so, we're so fucking back. We're so back, baby. Fucking <laughs> hey, that holy shit, that came quick. Oh my god, I have a massive erection. This isn't going on <laughs> YouTube, right? No, no, not yet. So, <laughs> um, but if, if ladies, if you want that clip, just DM me. I'll take <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think that just 
just about wraps it up for episode five zero. Uh, oh yeah, congrats on fifty, dude. Yeah, you, saw, you've been I, around I even... a lot longer than I have, but congrats <laughs> on fifty, man! Shout out to Kyle for to even bringing that up because I mean, you've definitely been part of at least forty of them. Yeah, because how many weeks? I came in around what? I came in before the Winter Classic. But like, I mean. That's when yeah, yeah. you came on full time. You're also hopping on a decent amount. Yeah, yeah. So you're probably right, man. You're but either right. way, congrats to only Bruins, I guess, on 50 episodes like this. No, I'm I'm excited that it's lasted this long. Yeah, uh, two um, more weeks and it'll be a full year, dude. You've been doing this pod. Well, I've been doing my first episode dropped August 25th because I, okay. I, I skipped some because I was doing it solo and it's just like a shit show basically. Okay, so either way, we're we're a year of fucking only Bruins here and fucking let's live to 50 more years. Fuck 50 more episodes. Let's get this shit fucking going, baby. I'm trying I'm trying to look back. Yeah, it looks like Oh, to when I first came on. Yeah, I'm trying Let's see. I don't know. Oh, yeah, because I was so busy in December. I kind of took... I only did two episodes in December. January, I'm back. Oh, Brett Howard again. Featuring Brett Howard. Yeah. So my first episode was fucking November 22nd. Holy shit, I thought it was... Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, Because then I missed one, and then I came back... And then yeah. we and then we didn't go again until the new year, and that's when I I joined officially was January, like I joined joined January first. So my first episode was November twenty second. No shit, I thought it was earlier than that. Fuck, but no, I mean I'm excited though, man. It's it's last season was obviously a lot of fun. Obviously, getting you on full time was a blast, and uh just seeing how much the podcast grew last season i'm excited to grow even more this year with you and to interact with a lot more people this season because uh we built a good fan base uh mm-hmm. good interaction with a lot of folks on here that's made last season as much fun as it did so i'm i'm really looking forward to that that's obviously the main thing i'm looking forward to this season we couldn't do it without everyone else uh, it, it's it, it truly is a blast everyone kind of embracing us and just, I mean, obviously having Bobby on too, bringing on Bobby's corner has been a game changer for us. And mm-hmm. I think if all goes as planned, I think Bobby's supposed to be on next week with us. Yep. So yep. we'll have to, you guys will want to keep an eye out for that. We got to, I got to talk to him about that, but I think the plan is for him to come on next week, but yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. Obviously I wouldn't have made it to 50 episodes without you or Bobby. So it's been a blast because, um, I, I truly do find enjoyment in this, even though today, uh, this summer itself really was like kind of dragging by. Today, it's uh, I was telling you before, I'm like, I'm so fucking tired, but I was excited. To, I, I, we were talking prior to like just after Wednesday's news and shit, like, like, all right, like I am fucking fired up to start yeah. podcasting and talking Bruins hockey. Like, we're officially, it, it, we it, were. We were back. We're officially fucking back now. Oh, we, yeah, we were back. Now we are so fucking back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun season. 
Uh, obviously not the season that we had last year, but get your no beer safe hashtags ready. If everybody, oh yeah, we got to get those. Oh, we got to get those that that merch pumping too. So I the, know. The folks New merch is gonna be it. coming out. Season starts, so keep your fucking eyes peeled. Some pr- prime time stuff, only brewing stuff. We're gonna be fucking going, baby. I can't wait, dude. It's gonna be so much fun. Holy shit! Now I'm fucking yawning, but this guy's been let's... sipping on Nyquil this whole fucking. God damn episode. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm, I'm telling you, man, this allergy medicine is fucking, it still has me wrapped around its finger from fucking last night. Oh, yeah. It'll get you. Yeah, I might take it again. I, I want to take it again tonight so I can sleep like a fucking baby, but yeah, I have anyway. a call. I have a, I have to be up at like five tomorrow, so. <clears throat> oh, fuck. And like play in a golf tournament and shit, so I don't know if that's smart of me, but we'll see. But uh, anything else you want to add before we have before we log off for the night? No, just check for my. Make sure you go check out my Marshawn article, I, my uh, prospect challenge article, and I'm gonna have a Beecher article coming out while you're listening. So make sure you keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, make sure you go follow everyone on Primetime Productions and all the great stuff everyone's doing over there. Um, and I'm I fucking I'm so excited to get this season going with you, buddy. Oh, dude, I can't wait either, man. It's going to be a blast with you and Bobby. Looking forward to you guys coming down as well and making it happen, seeing the good folks uh, out on the mean streets of Boston. I can't wait to show you guys the greatest bar. Mm-hmm. Just introduce you guys. Do some man on the streets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, Bobby's the man for that, dude. Oh, yeah. He's going to get the best content. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's when our TikTok starts. <laughs> My only worry with... That is when Bobby does come. Is that? Oh, well, I guess more so. Well, I guess with you too, because you guys have no problem being out and about till fucking like three or four a.m. Oh yeah, we're night hawks. Me, goddamn, not a fucking chance. <laughs> oh, you're gonna be doing a fucking sign language and hieroglyphics all night, baby. Dude, yeah. Last time, last time I did that, I got home at like three, three thirty in the morning. Is when like Haley and some other friends went to the Bruins game. Or yeah. that's that's when I went with Stack Guy Lutz too, and I got home at like three three thirty, and I had to be up three hours later, two and a half hours later for work, <laughs> and uh, I just well I slept in my truck all day, but still, <laughs> that, that, that was that was a long fucking day, dude. I, oh, I think yeah. it took me like two or three hours to recover. Never mind that. Obviously, the Jaeger was was still uh, in your still, system. Yeah, still in the still in the bloodstream. So. That's when you gotta sully it and go black fucking uh, iced coffee. Yeah, just not from fucking dunks. <laughs> fucking lunatic. But um, yeah, so that'll that'll wrap it up for episode fifty, guys. We appreciate the heck out of you. We love you guys. We're very much looking forward to another season with you guys. Um, and if there's anything you guys want us to bring to the show, I know two a uh, few of you. Uh, Put out some questions for us this week that we didn't really get into because we kind of had a loaded show, anyways. So mm-hmm. we're I think we're done. I don't I don't think we really need the questions anymore, thankfully. Because mm-hmm. I mean, if you guys maybe maybe one question a week, <laughs> like a random question a week, not like like we'll do it like question of the week where it's not hockey related. It's just like yeah, funny us talking like, shit. Yeah, kind of like Danny's question, like finger size legs or whatever. The yeah, yeah. Was. 
So maybe we'll do something like that, have some fun with it. But if there's anything you guys want to see us bring to the table, uh, don't hesitate to DM any of us, me, Bobby, or Brett, or the Only Bruins account. Um, but yeah, also, again, I'll, I'll reiterate from the beginning of the pod, if you guys are interested in writing about your favorite sports team, favorite sport itself, um, go to primetimeproductions.net. Go to contact us in the top right hand, uh, yeah, top right of the uh, of the page, and click on that. Send send them a message, and some someone will get back to you as soon as possible, and tell you the requirements. Probably want to see a, a, a piece from you, an article or a mock article, something like that. So, but if it's something that might interest you, something you want to give a try, just follow those instructions like i said and come join the team because it's a great team to be part of you can tell i mean if you weren't in our live stream last twitch stream last night you're missing out because that was truly a fucking blast minus that one shit bag team but <laughs> it, it really is fun uh we got a great group of people who you know are always there we got kyle lauren darlene shan uh Tanya, sarah. sarah jeep sarah I mean, she was she was hanging with us while she was fixing her brakes last night. What an animal! Love yeah. That. So, uh, it's just a great group of people that chime in, uh, check us out. So we appreciate you guys because you guys make it fun for us, and we're looking forward to doing it more throughout the season. Um, obviously, Wednesday nights we won't do when the night the Bruins play, but you guys will see that. But I, again, we appreciate everyone. I. I really am looking forward to the season with you guys. Thank you to everyone who stuck by us. Um, but oh, I, you know, one thing I can't look—I I can't wait for—is to do some live streams again. Mm-hmm. Not just Twitch, but I want to do some live streams like an hour before puck drop, and then maybe keep it going into the first period or something. But that'll be—that'll be fun. Interact with you guys more often. What are you doing Sunday? Probably a fucking wedding. Oh. No, surprisingly not. But the following Sunday, I actually think I have a wedding. Uh, maybe, maybe. I have my I have my nephew's uh, nephew's oh. birthday party. Turns oh, two. I'm, we won't get in. We won't get in the way of that. Well, maybe we'll try and <laughs> maybe we'll try and live stream before one of these preseason games, closer to the closer to the start of the season. That's not a bad idea. I think they play Tuesday. I think I could maybe swindle that. I'd have to look at my schedule, but I might be able to. But we can talk about it. We'll obviously tweet it out. Um, Everything you need to know about prime time, everything you need to know about our socials and the podcast itself will be in the bio, the show description. So make sure you check that out. If there's anything you want to check out on Twitter, Instagram, the website, whatever, it will all be in the show description. So make sure you guys check that out and uh, follow us on Twitter, rate our show, but more importantly, follow us on Twitter so you can stay up to date with the show. Maybe we'll end up doing that live stream Tuesday night. Maybe we'll just do our Twitch, stick to our Twitch stream Wednesday night. But again, it's important to follow us so you, you don't miss out on the fun. And um, But make sure you follow all the socials in, in the show description so you can stay up to date with us in primetime itself. But again, folks, we love you guys. It's been a great episode. Numero 50 We love you guys. Till next time, stay cool. Peace. Oh, Bruins, bitch. I'm TNT. I'm dying now.